Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Yeah, my mic is on this morning, even though I'm running a little bit harried because I've got some important things I got to do. Uh, let me see. Let me get us get us a little bit better focused here. Um, I think that's good. Okay. I want to talk today about, as we come up to this election on November 8th, I want to talk about what has been happening, particularly over the last 60 years. It dates back before that, but particularly over the last 60 years uh, in our country's history. And for those of you, I know most of you watching me are Christians, I want you to realize that what you are watching, what you are witnessing is the de-Christianization of America. That is what you are witnessing. Let's, let's not mince words about it. Let's not play around with it. Let's be clear about it because you as a Christian have a stake in this. We are witnessing the de-Christianizing of America. That's what we're watching unfold before our very eyes. And the forces at work to de-Christianize America are in our colleges, our universities, our entertainment culture, in our journalism schools, in, in the mainstream media, um, and, and of course in the corporate world now, because the corporate world has bought into all of this godless mentality. And look, folks, let's be clear about something. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters abroad. We are witnessing the enemies of Jesus Christ in ascendancy. That's what we're witnessing. We're witnessing the enemies of God in ascendancy. That's the way it would appear. Okay? That's what's been happening. And it's been happening for a long time because we Christians have been asleep at the wheel. We've been too busy living our lives and not realizing the culture is degenerating around us. <clears throat> and as the Bible says in Hosea chapter 8, you sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. And what's been happening is the wind has been sown. We have not stepped up and, and said anything or done anything and just watched these things unfold. And now it's reached a point of critical mass. And we realize the de-Christianization de of America, I've coined that phrase, the de-Christianization of America means an anti-American, <clears throat> anti-Christ spirit, culture, mindset, which makes you as a Christian persona non grata. It makes you as a Christian an undesirable person because you represent that old, antiquated, Bible thumping nonsense and way of thinking that must that we must be rid of <clears throat> in order to become the country that these anti-God forces want us to become. So your biblical view on homosexuality is bigotry. Your biblical view on life and on abortion is is misogyny. It's anti-woman. Your biblical view on freedom and liberty and the right of, of human conscience to, to make your own choices and your own decisions, AKA the COVID mandates. Your view on that makes you a killer. You're trying to kill people. 
You want a religious exemption? No. You, why? You, because you're a Christian? No. You're not a Christian. You're a killer. You want to kill people. Now, here's the, 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 the thing that you need to understand about this. The left has seen this for a long time. They've seen for a long time. In fact, Antonio Gramsci, uh, one of the most famous and influ influential disciples of Karl Marx, said a long time that, that Christian culture had, cultural hegemony needed to be destroyed in order to take over a country like the United States of America. The left has seen this for a long time, that Christianity was in their way. The things that they want to do, Christian principles, Judeo-Christian ideals in this country would always stand in the way. In order to affect the change they want, you have to destroy those principles. You have to get those completely out of the way. And, and frankly, we know in communist societies, I pray that they're never going to get what they want, and I don't believe they ever will. But we know what happens in communist societies. Getting rid of the principles, getting rid of the ideals, getting rid of the, the foundational ideas of Christianity <coughs> that undergird a free society means getting rid of the people who represent those ideas. Now, that's what it's always meant in human history. You can't just, you, you, you can't get rid of the ideas without getting rid of the people. Some you can change, some you can intimidate, some you can frighten into bending and bowing and going along. But there are those diehard believers who say, for Christ I live, for Christ I die. I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ no matter what. I'm going to teach the word of God no matter what. And those societies that decide that this, this, these, these Jesus ideas, these Christian ideas, these Bible ideas, these God ideas have got to go because they're in the way of the utopia we are trying to create. They ultimately come to the conclusion, and maybe it didn't, doesn't take long for them to reach it, you got to get rid of the people who are the repository of those ideas. They have to go. That's how bad this is. That's where logically and historically the mindset we see trying to take over the country wants to take us to a point where we rid ourselves of these Christian bigots. We rid ourselves of these narrow-minded people. We rid ourselves of these Bible thumpers. If you are a Christian, you are in the crosshairs. Your children are in the crosshairs because you're going to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. They are in the crosshairs. This has been happening for a long, long time. And we now are at a, at a point of crisis where it is clear that we as Christians had better unite. We'd better take a stand for our faith. We're going to find ourselves living in a country in which we are constricted. We are placed in a box and you better not get out of it or you're going to be severely punished. Even now, if you work in the corporate world, you can't, you cannot announce 
your Christian beliefs. If you do, you're going to get in big trouble. Now, you can announce your homosexuality. You can come out as transgender. You can, and pretty much anything goes, you know. You can be a guy one day and come in the next day wearing pink high heels and a, and a chaffron dress, and that's fine. But if you come in carrying a Bible and lay the Bible on your desk and you start saying, well, you know, anybody who needs prayer, I want to pray for you because Jesus loves you. And Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you are way out of line now. Way out of line. You're either going to lose your job. And if you don't lose your job, <coughs> if you don't lose your job immediately, you're going to be put on a track that says you're not going to be promoted. You're not going to be advanced. You're not going to grow in that company because you don't share our values. You're a bigot and a hater. You don't believe in abortion? Well, most of these companies, as you see, they want to pay for women to, if they live in a state where abortion is banned, which is now, of course, possible because of Roe v. Wade being overturned, the corporation will pay your way to go kill your baby somewhere else. We will, we will finance changing the locus of the crime. And I know it's not, it's not a, a legal crime, but it's a moral crime. It's a spiritual crime. It's a crime against God. And certainly a crime against that baby. We've seen, uh, I was just listening to a news story about one of the business people out in Colorado who is being sued again because he wouldn't, wouldn't bake a transgender coming out cake or something. They got him before for not being willing to bake a, uh, a cake for a so-called gay wedding, which is no such thing because two, two people of the same gender cannot get married. Oh, I know legally they can, but morally and spiritually they cannot. And God will not acknowledge such a union. It is, it is an abomination in his sight. And God is the one who gave us marriage. So they basically thumbed their nose at God, or even worse, and said, we will define marriage. Thank you very much. You don't get to do that just because you're God. Don't think that you can come in here and tell us what a marriage is. We already know. We'll tell you. Now, I know I'm being quite blunt about that, but that's really the way they think. If, if they even acknowledge that there is a God, for the most part, they say, we're not going to have some fictional fantasy, fantasy telling us what a marriage is. We can define that for ourselves. We'll ignore 6,000 years of written human history. We'll ignore uh, the, the, the teaching of Christianity and the Bible. And we'll ignore what has been the tradition in societies throughout the world for all time, for, for as long as we can remember, as long as we can read about what has happened in human history. And so we will ignore all of that. And we're going to do what we want to do. Just rank rebellion and blasphemy against God. Well, here's a Christian saying, well, I'm not, I'm not baking a cake for something that I know God says is an abomination and God says he's against it. And God tells me, therefore, I can't be for it. I have to be against it as well. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <coughs> They've been suing the guy for the last 15, 10, 15 years. He's been in court. Can't do business because the homosexuals are out to make him and others 
a cautionary tale. Don't you dare oppose us or you will lose your business. You may lose your job. You may lose your reputation. You will be ostracized in the community. You will be boycotted. You will be protested. We will make your life miserable if you dare to oppose us. Now look, that's just where we are. By the way, the crime, part of the same mentality. You see, the Bible and Christianity teach personal responsibility. You know, coined in the old phrase, remember, you do the, you do the crime, you do the time. Not anymore. You do the crime, it's not your fault, we'll let you out without bail, go kill somebody else, and it's perfectly okay. It's social justice. Probably kill somebody who deserved it, because they have more than you do. Social justice. Got too many black people in prison. Got too many minority people in prison. Doesn't matter whether they committed heinous crimes or not, just but they, they shouldn't be in jail. So we got to let them out. I mean, ultimately, it's not their fault. It's society's fault. It's the capitalist system's fault. The Bible says the soul that sins shall die. The Bible says no longer shall the, the, the fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth be set on edge, meaning that no longer are children answering for the deeds of their fathers. They're answering for their own deeds. And it, but here again, this mindset that you know we're, we all have to answer for whatever sin somebody can identify in our culture in the past. So all quote unquote white people, which again, there is no such thing because first of all, Americans are, are come from different ethnic backgrounds, Italian, German, Irish, Polish, uh, and other Eastern European countries and, and Asia and India and Africa and, and from all over the globe. So this, this whole idea of white people and black, I mean, it, it, that, that's just an artificial construct, but it's, it's the vocabulary of the time that makes it easy to, easier to talk about these things. But, but the notion is all white people are at fault for whatever goes wrong because of the sins of their ancestors as well as the fact that they are imbued with racism as well. No matter how much love may be in their hearts, no matter how much Jesus Christ has, has done in their lives, no matter how much they want to reach out and be a blessing to all human beings that, that God allows them to touch, no, 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 none of that matters. You're, you're all racist because we say so based upon the past. So basically, your fathers ate sour grapes, and we're going to make sure that your teeth are set on edge. And all people of African uh, ancestry in this country are all victims because my, my great-grandparents and, 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 and great-great-grandparents were slaves. I don't know about my great-great-grandparents. I don't know where they were, but my great-grandparents, I know they were slaves, and therefore I'm a victim. No, I'm not. But that's, that's what they're selling. See, I'm a child of God with a destiny that is in God's hands. I can do all things through Christ and strength, who strengthens me. We know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. I know if God be for us, who can be against us? But oh, no, 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 you are a victim. That's your identity because we, we will tell you, so. no, you're not going to tell me that. I'm not going to hear that. I'm a Christian. That's my identity. I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a blood-bought, blood-washed child of the living God. That's who I am. 
and I'm not buying into all this godless nonsense that they're selling. Uh, the, 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 the lawlessness on the border, <coughs> the spending, <coughs> the COVID mandates, all that stuff, it comes out of a root of godlessness. The abortion craze, oh, you know, like Biden said, we don't have enough abortions in America. I mean, he actually said that. It's a crisis. We don't have enough abortions. We need more abortions. I mean, the president of the United States telling us we would be so much better off if we could kill more babies in the womb. That's how bad it's gotten. We've gone from safe, legal, and rare to kill everyone you can. It's a great thing to do. And I'm not overstating the case either, but when you have these women standing up at rallies bragging about how many abortions they've had, it's just that bad. I am not exaggerating it at all. All of this comes out of a root of godlessness. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, the only antidote to this stuff is us. And let me tell you something, and please hear me and hear me well. If we as Christians don't unite together around our common faith in Jesus Christ, our common commitment to the inerrant, infallible word of the living God. If we don't stop this racial division, buying into this stuff, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but yeah, I vote Democrat because the Democrats care about poor people. You know what that's like? That's like Israel going up to Egypt for its security because they don't believe God will take care of them. So they got to go to Egypt. And what does God say? I say, I'm, I'm not enough for you. He told him, he that, he that leans on Egypt has his staff will pierce his hand. And all this government dependence and all this dependence upon these godless leftists and this social justice nonsense. Look at what happened with Black Lives Matter. I, I said it from the very beginning. If the root is evil, the fruit is evil. And I knew that Black Lives Matter came out of a Marxist mindset that was evil. And what did it produce? Riots looting, murders, enriched um, Patrice Colors and her colleagues as they go up, went out and bought mansions and all of this. But in the meantime, what do you have in terms of the impact on black folks? 2,500 more black people died in 2020 by murder in 2020 than in 2019. And the increase was not a result of police brutality. It was a result of crime running rampant. We've got 298 murdered children since 2020. 298 innocent murdered children. I'm not talking about gangbangers out at three o'clock in the morning having to shoot out to, to try to matriculate into a gang. I'm talking about three month old, three year old, four year old, five year old, six, seven, eight year old, nine year old, 10 year old, and, and, and some, some teenagers just minding their business caught in the crossfire. Jesus said, because the love of many would wax cold, lawlessness would abound. And that's what we're seeing, lawlessness abounding. We as Christians have got to come together across all racial and denominational lines and say, we're going to stand up for Jesus. We're going to stand up for the word of God. We're going to vote for people who we know represent our values. Now, let me just say a couple of things about some specifics. You're not going to find a perfect candidate ever, okay? 
I ran for office three times. I was never a perfect candidate. I did my best, but I was not perfect either. But you got to always remember this. Any candidate who truly represents God, any candidate who really is trying to, to serve people and is inspired by God to do so is going to be viciously attacked. These attacks on Herschel Walker that are taking place in Georgia right now, I don't buy not one iota of it. I really don't. Because I know what the Washington Compost did to me when I was running. I know how they tried to smear me. I know how they tried to, to destroy my reputation. I know they tried to make me out to be a liar. And, and how and anything I said, they twisted. Things I wrote in my book, they twisted and turned them and made them into something that they, they were not. They're, they're, they're liars. They're demonic. As Jesus said, they are like their father, the devil, and the deeds of their father they will do. He was a liar from the beginning, and it, the truth is not in him. The truth is not in them. They are liars. They're like their father, the devil. That's what they do. I am 100% behind Herschel Walker, more so now that these accusations have come out against him than I was before, because I know if they're going to that length to stop him, A, he's in striking distance, and B, they hate him so much because he clearly does not represent what they want. I've said this before. These Democrats, these white liberal Democrats, if I may use that phrase, and they're, and they're black sycophants, they're black puppets, are the biggest racists on the planet. Because if you dare espouse a viewpoint that is not what they want and you happen to be black, they don't just want to debate you or disagree with you or persuade you, they want to destroy you. They want to destroy you. They want to bring the fires of hell against you. And that's what they're doing to Herschel Walker right now. And if Christians can get together and make sure that Herschel Walker goes to the United States Senate and we have a real Christian in the United States Senate instead of this pseudo Raphael Warnock, this, this pretender. This man's not a Christian. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's not. He's not a Christian. He's a pseudo. The man doesn't believe the word of God. The man doesn't even believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he believes, I'm a pro-choice pastor. The man believes in killing unborn babies. When God said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. But he said, no, I know better, God. I can kill some of them. And it's just fine. You don't like it too bad. I'm Raphael Warnock. I know better. And supposed to be a pastor. R wrote in his book that the church would be better off to know, it, to, 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 to learn from Karl Marx. Karl Marx was a godless and by the way, had, had very racist views, too, about black folks. Yeah, most people don't know that. Karl Marx had very racist views about black people. But see, they don't know. They don't, they don't, some of them know. They don't care because they're Marxists themselves, and that's what they want. They want communism. They want socialism. They want something like that. So they'll overlook all of that in Karl Marx. They want to abort babies, so they'll overlook the racism of Marcus, Margaret Sanger because, you see, the, the, looking at that would get in the way uh, of what they want to do. So those people, oh, no, 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 they're, they're, they're great. To tell the black church you need to learn from Karl Marx, who hated Christ, hated the church, hated the Bible, hated God? And Christians going to go vote for him? I mean, what is wrong with us? Just because he's black?
I mean, if the devil's black, you're going to vote for him? You get my point. The devil's not a race. He is a spirit. But you get my point. Look, we have got to get Herschel Walker elected in Georgia. My organization is, we're going to be advertising starting on Monday at radio stations all over Georgia, urging Christians to support Herschel Walker. We've got to defeat Stacey Abrams. And Stacey Abrams told us that she thought that the six-month demonic, what does God see? I'll tell you that we saw life and we were excited to know that that was the one stage of development. There'll be another stage and another stage and another stage. My granddaughter can't walk yet. She can't talk yet. She can't take care of, yourself, of herself yet. She can't do anything for herself yet, but she is just as much a human being now as she'll, as she'll ever be. And she was a human being then as well. She was just a human being in a very early stage of her development, just like she's a human being in a very early stage of her development now. But apparently, according to Stacey Abrams, it's nothing. Trash. Get rid of it. Nothing but an attempt to control the bodies of women. Look, we got to get Herschel Walker elected we got to get Brian Kemp elected because he's he, he's he's the, the 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 best choice we've got against Stacey Abrams, and I tell you what, as far as I'm concerned, he has several orders of magnitude beyond her. That it's not even the comparison is not even worth it. See, because I don't care what the color of a person's skin is, I care what they stand for. I know Brian Kemp's not perfect. I know Herschel Walker's not perfect. Oz in Philadelphia, for those of you who may be watching me living in Pennsylvania, I grew up in Pennsylvania. This guy, John Fetterman, I don't know, I don't understand who's supporting the man. The man is nuts. This man has proposed confiscating all rifles. I mean, imagine the police knocking on your door. I own several rifles and saying, you got to give up your rifles. What? The Second Amendment says, the right, the right of the, the, the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. W what authority do you have? Well, in, in John Fetterman's world, he would send the government to take my firearms. Not to mention that he wants to release all the convicted felons, and Philadelphia is the second worst city in America in terms of the murders of children. You know, out of the 198 children that have been murdered in this country, 21 of them were from Philadelphia. But he wants to release more felons in the streets, I guess, to kill more kids. J.D. Vance in Ohio. We've got to get J.D. Vance elected. Uh, Ted Budd in North Carolina. We've got to get Ted Budd elected. Um, Jen Kiggins in the 2nd District of Virginia. We've got to get Jen Kiggins elected. Yesley Vega in the 7th District of Virginia. We've got to get Yesley Vega elected. Look, these Republicans who are running, I know they're not perfect people. There's never going to be one on the ballot unless it's Jesus. But we elect the people who are going to uphold our Christian values, who are going to come as close as we can get to people who subscribe to our worldview 
And when they don't live up to what we expect, then we look for others to do so. But what we don't do is vote for people who are categorically opposed to everything God says we're supposed to stand for. This crisis we are in right now has been a long time unfolding and developing, and we've been sitting on the sidelines, but we can't do that anymore. And we've been divided for, I guess, the last generation, really. It's been evangelical Christians on the Republican side, uh, really pretty much since Ronald Reagan, I would say. And it's been black Christians and, and most Hispanic Christians on the Democrat side. That's got to change. We've got to all come together because the question is, who is on the Lord's side? And right now, the Democrat Party represents the devil. Yeah, I said it because I mean it because that's the way it is. The Democrat Party represents everything devilish. And the Republican Party is holding to traditional Christian values. Marriage is a union between one man and one woman. There are only two genders, male and female. That life begins at conception. That those unborn babies are sacred in the sight of God and deserve to be protected. You can put them up for adoption. I, I was raised in part of the time in foster care. But I tell you what. I wouldn't give anything for my journey. I'm glad that I have life and that I've experienced the things I've experienced. It, it, it's, it certainly is preferable to having had the plan of God for my life snuffed out by Planned Parenthood and a bunch of baby killers before I even had a chance to emerge from my mother's womb and begin the life that God had for me. But the Democrat Party would say, yeah, snuff him out. In fact, they'd be glad that they... They'd rejoice. They, they'd love to do a retroactive snuffing out of somebody like me. But the Republican Party is holding fast to those traditional Judeo-Christian biblical values. And I say, I didn't join the Republican Party. The Republican Party joined me. And I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. It's time for you to realize as a Christian, regardless of your skin color, your background, the Democrat Party has left you. You need to leave them and move on and find candidates who represent, who you can vote for in good conscience before God. That's gonna do it for today, I gotta go. God bless each and every one of you. Please take to heart what I'm saying because the fate of our nation hangs in the balance right now. And we've got to put the House and the Senate back in the hands of people who love God and love this country and are gonna do what is right for America as opposed to this chaotic, crisis that we are in on every single level right now. The economy, immigration, crime, energy, everything is falling apart under this administration. You know why? Because when you reject God, you just go stupid. When you reject the wisdom of God, there's nothing left but foolishness. And that's what we're getting out of this administration. And that's what we're going to get out of any Democrat that we elect. And we can't elect them. They've got to be defeated. Please pray and vote and marshal everybody you can. And by the way, go to our website, standamericapact.us, standamericapact.us. That money is going to help these candidates to get elected and to defeat these godless candidates who are only going to lead this nation off the cliff. So help us, standamericapact.us. Give whatever you can and, and give regularly up until the election. We've only got four, three, four and a half weeks left. But give every week if you can, leading up to the election.
because we're going to be hitting every jurisdiction that we can if we have enough resources to do so. We're starting in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. We want to go to Ohio, North Carolina, and we may even be able to get into Arizona, may be able to get into some other states as well, depending on how much we have to work with. So help us, please. And I don't say that for my sake, but for the sake of our country. God bless you. Remember to stand up, step up, speak up, vote. Get engaged, get involved. Don't give in, don't give up, don't back up. Because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God's side.